Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Not like every year, but a handful yeah, of times they going come through in school. You'd go to like the school gym and you'd, they'd test your eyes and they would test... Maybe it was in middle school. I don't know. But yeah, they basically found out he was legally deaf. Actually, there's a pretty funny story to that too. He was always my line mate in hockey. And I'd be like, Sean, Sean. Or I'll, I'll use a different name here just so we don't act, like exploit him. Probably. It's okay. Yeah, you're right. I can't imagine that. He's not listening to any podcast. He probably doesn't care. Here, here. Yeah, so I'm like, Sean, Sean. Pass the puck. And like he would just be looking down and like do his thing. And everyone, like I was on his line since I was a little kid. We'd always be on the same line for some reason. And everyone thought he was a puck hog. But it turns out we found out in high school that he's just legally deaf and he couldn't <laughs> hear me yelling. Did he not know that he, he had Well, he didn't know I was issues? yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, but, but wasn't he like, I literally can't hear you? I, obviously, it's not like fully deaf, but... He just couldn't hear very well, clearly, and it was it was bad enough where he was legally deaf. So are you yeah. legally? So deaf? that's that's what made me wonder. When did you find out that you were legally deaf? Because you can only hear in one ear. Well, I'm not legally. Or what do you mean when you say legally illegal? Well, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine. Works. I would imagine that you would be legally deaf if you can't hear out of one ear. Because no, I, I was like 12 years old and I got really sick, like vertigo or whatever, like inner ear thing. Kind of just realized I couldn't hear out of it. Went into the doctor and they said I had a virus that messed really? up my ear. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just from like loud noises and maybe a firecracker or something like that. But it so it was a sickness, like a fluky virus. Like oh. they explained it, a virus that's not contagious. But I don't know how you get it if it's not contagious. Mm. It's not something you can like fix with a hearing aid. It, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't what even know what fuck? it's called. All I know wow. is I just like can't hear out of it. How fast did it hit? That's what was kind of weird. I I just felt sick, and I don't know how long I couldn't hear out of it before I noticed because I kind of just felt crummy, and your head was kind of stuffy. So I mean, maybe for a couple of days until I really realized that I couldn't hear out of it. Hmm. So uh, I noticed that when you listen to music, obviously you only listen to music with one earbud in, but do you feel hear like vibrations or like bass or anything like yeah, that coming no, from the other one? I do. Some I'll run, if I'm listening to music and stuff, I'll run the other one both ears and I can kind of tell it's there, but if anything, it's, it's just so smothered and muffled. Like you could never make out words. Oh, you really? Know, just, but you, I guess you kind of maybe pick up the bass or the beat a little bit. Well, see, that's why you're so easy to sneak up on and scare. Not to be a dick, but <laughs> Ben just finds a weakness like a deaf guy, and he's the perfect person. Picking to on the handicapped kid. Actually, I don't think you would be considered legally deaf because I'm pretty sure you'd have to get like hearing aids. But you can't get hearing aids because like the thing that you would make right. louder, it, it's. It I suppose work. it would be no point for your case. How common is that? I think it's actually pretty common. Really, it's pretty crazy. How old were you again? Sixth grade, twelve. Wow, or 13. So that's kind of a tough, tough age to lose hearing in one ear. Honestly, I don't think. I was sick for like a week because it messed up like my equilibrium. So like I would lay in bed and watch TV and I'd feel fine. But and then it's, up. yeah, I'd stand up and just be super sick. 
So like once I got over being sick, I kind of just felt fine and the ear thing was just whatever. Then you got your balance back? I guess. Apparently. Really? Yeah, dude, that's that's a big thing. Like when I had a when I was in my really bad post concussion phase, it was the same thing except I felt like I was moving at all times and I I truly don't think there's anything worse than that. It's miserable. You can't get away from it. It's like being on a boat. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, so, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Do you think that's why you're so jumpy? Backstory, Evan is like extremely easy to spook, almost to a point where even when you're not trying to spook him, you do. Like you're just walking up to tell him something, and he kind of jolts and goes, whoa. And Ben has found that weakness in him, and now our Snapchat story at least once a week has us spooking Evan when he's working on something. Who? That was a good one, man. <laughs> that one I kind of saw you sneaking up. I just flinched. I think it's my cat-like reflexes. Like <laughs> if you something to happen. were an attacker instead of a pranker, I'm like ready to go. But then when I see it's Ben, I just stop. So he thinks I flinched, but I'm really ready to attack. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually Ken's birthday today. Not when you're watching this, but on the day of filming. It is Ken's birthday, so everybody wish Ken happy birthday. He's happy not birthday, gonna, Ken. He doesn't like it. But. He's not going to respond, but you can wish it. Ken, do you have a problem with your birthday? It, it's like just another day sometimes. I agree with what you're saying, but mm-hmm. like when people are just like saying happy birthday to you. and I responded you to everyone dinner. that said happy birthday today. Did no, you? you didn't. You didn't respond. You couldn't even respond in our group chat when we were trying to figure out where you wanted to go to eat. Or even if you uh, want to go. That just took a little bit. But like this morning, Sydney texted me happy birthday at 1210 and I responded at 1210. Thank you. But you didn't say you didn't say thank you to any of the boys in our in our boys chat. We said happy birthday. I, I said thank say. you in person. And even and if I feel you don't like have saying thank you in person number. is more genuine than I saying thank you via text. But do you have beef with your birthday, though? No, it's just another day. Do you have people you have beef with people wishing you a happy birthday? No, because we always wonder on your birthday because you go so radio silent. We wonder you if do. you don't like it and you don't want to like make a big deal about it. Cause I, I love spoiling you for your birthday. Well, like today you guys text me happy birthday and I slept in and laid in bed until like noon. So then by that, by the time that rolled around, by the time I got back texting people, it was like, ah, that's like 20 messages ago. I really don't want to reply to this message from 10 AM. So to know the thought process, we thought, what could we get Ken for his birthday that he would appreciate more than anything? And we thought maybe we should just leave them alone all day. <laughs> not invite you to dinner. Just not one bother nice. you with anything. Don't even say hi to you if they see you in person. We were like, we'll go out to dinner and we'll celebrate Ken's birthday without him. He would appreciate that more than anything. It's a great way to honor you still. It was beautiful. It was nice today. Ken, we do have a little history of throwing you the most legendary birthday parties ever. Like when I look back at people's birthdays, I think Ken's are the most notable because yeah. I don't think I've thrown you a birthday party when you turn 21, 22 and 23. I don't know about 24, but those three years, the cops came to your birthday party yeah. every time. Ken has bangers. They, they were like the peak birthday years. Those mm-hmm. were the best. I feel like people, without even your consent or uh, <laughs> asking, they just set you up for this extreme birthday party. And then the closer I get to 30, it's just been a slow decline. And 27, that was a low point. With the cake smash by that, Ben? That was. Yeah, that was bad. A candle to the eye. And this year, not drinking. I, that was just beautiful. You, that was a... So is that part of the reason why you're not drinking? You're like, I don't want to be drunk on my birthday and have my guard down in case Ben comes <laughs> out with a, another cake again. No. So it's kind of like a few other people, they did dry January and I was like, ah, I'm, I'm starting it late, but whatever. I'll just go into February. So then I get the full like 30 days, one month thing. And it's been nice. Just you, happens to be overlaps my birthday. You seem like you've been in a better mood. And also I like visibly you look healthier too i will say i'm very very proud of you very proud of my apple watch notified me this week that my resting heart rate has been lower for the last 30 days i'm sure feel good damn so yesterday we went on the snowmobile ride we logged a hundred miles 
Actually, it was 99.4 to be exact because <laughs> I hopped on the XCR, which had zero. So I was like, perfect. We'll know exactly how many. And I was really hoping to get over that lump. I don't know if we can claim that it, the 100 miles. If it was a 100-mile ride. But it was so fun because, uh, you know, it was Cormorant's pastime, snowmobiling and drinking. <laughs> and everybody was out. And everyone was doing it. They had all the classics out and uh, the trails were groomed and everything. We were cruising around. It was, it was honestly a lot of fun. I end up taking... A pretty hard crash. Dude. Hard enough to break my visor, Evan. It broke yeah. my visor. I don't even know how fast I was going. Pretty um, fast. I don't I, had I still been, don't know how, how you even managed to well, do it. Well, you first see that's out, what, what sled were you on? Uh no, so my dad came with because he likes snowmobiling. So and he hasn't ridden anything, you know, like new like what we got. He has a like a 2010 Skidoo XRS six sled. Anyways, uh, and I used to ride that all the time. So we were leaving one of the spots. And I was like, hey, you should ride this sled and, and try it out, you know? So I hop on the XRS and like it's significantly slower. It's a 600, but it's still a nice sled and nothing wrong with it. And I'm riding it and uh, I'm just following Ben across this lake, just a flat lake that we literally already went across. So like normally when you go across the lake, you're kind of like looking for ice ridges. You got to be careful, but we already had gone across it. And I was following Ben. He was here. I was like here. And I think what ultimately happened was I put my guard down because I was just thinking it's just a flat lake and maybe I wasn't holding on tight enough. Anyways, hit this bump and the suspension on that, that XR, I don't want to blame the sled, but the sled was set up like super, super soft and it hit this bump and it's like out of nowhere and it's boom. And then I hit another one and it threw my hand off. I like was hanging off the sled and I tried grabbing the brake. And when I grabbed the brake, I think I grabbed it too hard and it like went, did one of those where it slid out the back end. Yeah. The sled legit went like rolled. No way. Fully rolled rotted full three roll. times. And I full on face planted at probably like, I don't know, pretty fast. Cause I mean, we were cruising across the lake. At least like 45. I mean, yeah. enough, enough to break my, my visor. Helmet and, and blow the windshield apart. <laughs> blow the windshield apart. Dude, I was very surprised. You're, I, I was, you I was confused. Me, no. I was fucking surprised too. I'm I going out there for a I'd nice easy leisurely ride. And I'm thinking, like, I wasn't even, I was mad about two things. I was like, I can't believe I just did this because obviously I'm conscious about, like, hitting my head. Mm -hmm. It's like the last thing I want to do. I end up, like, somehow hitting my head on just a nice cruising day smashing my face and Dude. and then the i rolled the sled which i felt bad because it's like my dad's sled so i'm like come back the handlebars is all it's blown all apart yeah the but plastics are blown off the bars are blown what, down i was i was surprised that everything Classic. was actually fine because i kept yeah. asking i'm like what's wrong with it i will pay to get it fixed the only thing that happened was one of the plastics was was cracked mm. so realistically not Pretty that good. bad but i was just mad that at those two things but yeah i don't know how it happened either i was just as fucking it happened so quick and it just goes to show i i shouldn't have let my guard down yeah how, how fast shit can go south yeah yeah no i, I was because you were right behind me and i remember turning around seeing you there and then get to the other side and turn back and everyone's like huddled around yeah. you and i'm like how could something have, have gone wrong within like a hundred feet yeah. and i came back and i i dude i went and looked there's no bump. I don't know what you hit. Yeah. It, I don't know it what legit, happened. It legit just went boom. Like, I, I'm i not trying to blame the sled. It's it's completely my fault. But I know for a fact if I was on the, the Polaris that I was riding, it wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something just, it just went like, it was Dude, very it, strange. It's just you and that snowmobile. I know. I, I'm never the last riding. Time, I'm like, never pretty much riding the last thing. time you rode that thing, you I've super rode it a couple it. times since. But yeah, I, I do not. I just came to the conclusion after that. I said, I'm never riding that sled again. That's probably a good idea. Jeff is probably <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's, Finally. Uh, let's make well, sure that I mean, happens. Yeah, I really wouldn't ride it that much ever. But yeah, you just, you just got a bad crash to ride ratio. On Dude, that sled, yeah, definitely, man. Just uh, like rolling up and and seeing like that there was a crash. I was like, of course, dude. Like I could just try it. and go for like a leisurely ride, too, and something. That's usually how it goes. Uh, it I always legit, happens. Yeah, being yeah. that we're here in the subject of discussion, we call it a leisurely ride, but that was one of the most aggressive snowmobile rides I have ever been on. Well, dude. Following you, you were on, first of all, literally on a rocket ship, but it was like 
85, 90 across every lake. We're hitting every approach, 55 miles an hour. It was like we were in a race. <laughs> and granted, I was on some older iron, but like me, G-Reg, Jeff in the back, every time they were like, holy crap, we are really moving. And I just- Oh, really? Yeah. And which is not, not a, a problem of how fast you were driving, but I was like, we were riding like, you guys are in the truck next to us filming. It was like that pace for the entire 100 mile ride. Oh, really? Yeah. It was pretty aggressive. I mean, of I course, the jumps were bigger and stuff no. like that. But I mean, you start going 55, 60 across lakes, accidents are going to happen. And I'm I'm very I glad that you're okay. I wasn't even like doing anything like that crazy though. I think I, it just literally fucking the biggest fluke thing. But also, I just wasn't really used to that sled, which also really is an excuse, but yeah. it's but, strange. Dude, it was such a great day though. In the middle of it, I was just like, it's really fun to, to go out and ride without a camera, not saying that like filming it isn't fun, but just like not thinking about anything besides for just having a good time. Mm -hmm. Where like when we go out in snowmobile, a lot of times, like especially on like mountain mountain trips, uh, you're just constantly looking like, all right, got a set up here. Here's going to be like the shot. I'll whip out the camera. And you're just constantly kind of like making the video. But yesterday was just like strictly snowmobiling and just like pure enjoyment. And it felt like very refreshing. Mm -hmm. Like it, it made nice. me like excited to go ride again. Uh, Got I mean, pulled over by the DNR. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Happen. But that is going to happen. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that is going to happen. And what do you do? What do you Somehow. do? But no, it was it was a good time. Mm -hmm. it, was a good, it was just like a very Minnesota thing. It was. And like it reminded me one of like the great parts of living here. Yeah. And there were so many people out riding and I was like, this just makes me so happy to see like the industry is just like, like Boom. flourishing and like all the bars were popping and people were just like out having a good time. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call, one who doesn't forget to lock the doors, maybe one who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping that you won't notice. At apartments.com, they understand that when it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, they eat what you serve them, and they never clog the toilet. And that's why Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment that your perfect pet-friendly place becomes available. Apartments.com has so many features like 3D virtual tours, the ability to save your favorite apartments, and with over a million places to rent, you are absolutely going to find the right place for you. Apartments.com knows that moving can be stressful, but by giving you options, filtered searches, and more, they can help take away some of that stress. When I need a new apartment, I will definitely need a pet-friendly choice. So if you guys need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, check out Apartments.com, the place to find your pet-friendly place. Thanks, Apartments.com, for sponsoring the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. It was our like local trail club. Uh, it was the old timers run. That's what they call it. So everybody was out. They all had their old sleds. I went to that hill and uh, it's the biggest hill in Cormorant, I would say, arguably. 
and we didn't make it up. We didn't make it up, dude. Me and Ryan too. I was a little bit disappointed in that because there was other other people were like making it up just fine, and you two were going. I'm like, nice, they're gonna do it. Whatever, I'll take a Snapchat story. And you guys didn't make it to the top. It was, icy. Like, it was very icy. Aren't these two like the big backcountry riders? No, very icy. No, I was like, you guys are. I I on thought this hill was small triple. for you, but yeah, the worst there were people doing it on like freaking 80s, 85, 70s. like 82. With it like wasn't a good look. Three people, three yeah. people. But the worst part is. Is you you come there's it's on like a pond and the whole pond has probably like I don't know 150 people on Everyone's it 200 watching. people on it everybody's watching sitting there cracking cold ones whatever and if somebody doesn't make it up the whole crap goes ooh. oh what they do when we didn't make it did they go ooh did they ooh? they just start yelling pussies <laughs> <laughs> as the XLT is dragging us <laughs> down the hill we made it up the second time though if we'd had studs dude we would have torn right up that thing of course all right so part of my Stop Ken and Evan from vaping campaign. Uh, last week, I hired a hypnotist to come to the shop and surprise them uh, and try to hypnotize them to not like vaping anymore. And it uh, did not work. Did not work one bit. Well, they did. he did say that people with low IQs couldn't get hypnotized. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things. But I got to say, that, was, that might have been one of the funniest things I have seen in a while. You two were not having it, and Ryan was relaxing, and Gavin was full on hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, Gavin was in it, and I'm I still haven't gotten a, a truthful answer out of him because I asked, Gav, were you hypnotized? Were you just going with it? Or yeah, were you I was just trying going to ask with him it because I was like, if if you were just going with it just for the video, first off, you did a great job, <laughs> but second off, were you actually hypnotized? Kinda- and and he would be like, no, no, and I'm like. No, no, what? Huh? What are <laughs> you saying now, Gav? Yeah, no, baby. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Are you? Were you hypnotized or not? I still have not gotten a solid answer out of him. So I'm going to just assume that he was. Ryan, you had the craziest look in your eye, bro. You were like staring through me. It was like an out-of-body experience. That's how I truly felt. I remember the camera being there, and I just was like, I, I felt I like you were just weird. relaxed. When I was yeah. editing that segment... I was finding myself relaxing when he was like saying like the breathe in, like most of it got cut, but he'd be like, he just hypnotized himself. Dude, I was thinking that I was like, am I getting hypnotized editing this or, but it was relaxing me because he was like talking about like, now it's moving up to your knees. Oh, Oh, your, your knees have had such a hard life, man. Pounding on this, rocking around on this concrete. And now it's, now it's moving up to your shoulders. And you're just like, kind of laying back. I don't think you can post a video of that. What What if, Everybody oh, gets, hypnotized gets hypnotized that watches the video. Could you imagine? Well, when 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 hypnotists do it in front of a crowd, people in the crowd get hypnotized. Really? Yeah, supposedly, yeah. dude. Yeah. I don't wow. know. Like, yeah. I I do believe in it. It does seem like they all kind of have the same um, routine. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, you know, I, uh, the guy who came out was a great dude, super nice and pretty normal. But do these people, even if say that Ken and Evan weren't technically hypnotized, and they didn't they could so control everything they were doing but they were listening to him you know he's like all right you're gonna fake have a baby now and they're like okay i'm gonna do it whether it's the pressure of the situation or just because they don't want to let him down or something like that is that still being hypnotized you know Maybe. like you're, you're listening kind to someone trance you're just only doing because it, they're telling you to so i wonder if like i wonder the percentage of people that actually get hypnotized to the people that just are following direction I, I don't know. I kind of believe in like the hypnotized thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, I guess I think it, I think it is kind of happening, but uh, like Rob Dyrdek, he went to a hypnotist and got hypnotized for success. Really? At like a young age. Yeah. What? Yeah. And he talks about it all the time. And I was thinking about going and seeing that guy. Hypnotized for success? Yeah. He got hypnotized for success. Like, so ha- what, like, what does that look like? I don't know. He just like does some thing and, and just, I think tries to change your mindset or like he basically just programs you for success supposedly. And who knows if it works or not, but I mean, you're definitely taking a good step in the right direction, getting hypnotized for success. I'd do it if it was convenient. I think he's based out of LA. I think when he, when the hypnotist that was here, Freddie, he was talking about like everyone's been hypnotized, whether you know it or not, but let's say you drive home and driving at night, you pull into your driveway and you're like, holy crap. I do that all the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I think I just blacked out for, for the last 20 minutes. I don't even remember driving, right? 
And he was like, well, that's, that's, you're technically in kind of a trance. You're hypnotized in a way, but mostly like your subconscious, it just takes over. Mm -hmm. So I wonder when you're saying that, when you get hypnotized for success, you're just like, you're just telling your subconscious, like you will be successful. You will be successful. Mm -hmm. And your subconscious, like your deep down soul is hypnotized, but you come out of it and you're just like, nice. I was hypnotized for success. I believe in it now. Exactly. I believe that I'm hey, going to be long successful. As got the attitude. And it probably didn't yeah. really change much besides for the fact of like somebody just told you and you were like, nice. I trust them. And now I'm good. <laughs> Dude, it almost, you could sum it down to, it didn't change a thing, but your attitude and your outlook on something. Which after having Gavin here, holy shit, I, CJ and I have said it to each other, but we're like, we're going to try to be more like Gavin yeah. and not be more, I don't want to copy he's incredibly him. Incredibly unique and you can't be like him, but just his, his good attitude and like the energy he brings to people and like, yeah, he's a positive person he's, to have around and he's nice to everyone and he has like no ego. I don't know. I just liked a lot of his, a uh, lot of traits. And I think if, if everyone could adapt a, a little bit of his traits whether it's you know being nice to people having a positive attitude liking three-wheelers the world, <laughs> the world would be a better place i think so too when we were working on the three-wheelers and like everything was going wrong i remember uh uh gavin was sitting there and and uh our mechanic buddy was like well here's the issues and this and that and just like basically just saying like how much of a pain in the ass it was going to be and gavin was like ha yep 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 this is going to be fun this is gonna be fun, and I look he up goes, at yeah, him. This is gonna be a fun like, one. What do you like? Like what? What's gonna be a fun what one? He goes, making this work, baby. This yeah. is gonna be a that's task. I mean. And I was like, damn, that kind of fired Dude, me up right there, Gab. That's what I mean. I need that's to hear so that. Good. The only thing that, and I think it's funny. I'm not mad at him for this, but I told him explicitly multiple times because I was like, we don't. We spent two days rigging this thing up. We don't need to take it out and start ripping on it extremely hard right away and break it <clears throat> because I want to at least get a majority of the shots covered. So that way we have a video before it breaks or whatever, but, but we can progressively ramp it up and, and, and rip it. And you told him in the video too, but I told him so many times. <laughs> I'm I not told him a you. few times just off, just on my yeah. own, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was acting like he was racing you, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm trying I, to keep up, so I'm going fast. We were, he's going faster we than were, that to lose me. We were out there 10 minutes, and he legitly was going 70 mile an hour in the ditch, and we couldn't keep up in the pickup to film him. And he was going so fast that the wind was vibrating the camera, and I couldn't even, like, it was just. And he's just out there just hitting bumps, tacoing the thing. I was so worried that like a track, I was worried that the front ski was going to break and it was going to pummel on him because he was going so fast. Well, I'm I like, dude, you don't need to go this fast. A mailbox or a signpost. Gavin did, could not remember how wide that thing was. Like he, he ran he my ski him. over. He ran, <laughs> he ran up on my track, like just pulling up to say hi. Like he, <laughs> it was th four feet wider than he Stop, thought. Dude. But just, yeah, ripping past these mailboxes and, and signposts, electrical boxes, and thankfully didn't hit any. I would compare Gavin to a dog that sees another dog and then they like make each other get excited and then pretty Rile soon they're up. both just like Rile like up. doing zoomies around the entire house and they're just riling each other uh, they're jumping on the zoomies. couches even when they know they're not supposed to and that's exactly what Evan and Gavin were doing they yeah. would start going and pretty soon Gavin would grab third and <laughs> yeah God damn, dude. And then he'd look over and the truck is going pretty fast, but we're just so, so fast to keep up with him. And he's like, run the truck. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to film you. <laughs> you so don't funny. need to go so fast. That dude, I love that guy. Oh, man, he's man. a good, good kid. Good kid. Good kid. <laughs> All right, Ken, throw up this video. Uh, little backstory. It never, it never hit the light of day. And, and sorry to bring it up on your birthday, Ken. But uh, when we rented the excavator to build our track... We borrowed a ladder. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and this ladder caused significant <laughs> quarrels within the group, to say the least. It, uh, we borrowed it from Ken's parents' shed because it's tall and it, it would work good to set up the time lapse. Well, Ken told us, don't break that ladder. It was my grandpa's. Multiple times. Multiple times. Well, to be clear, so I don't know who went over with me to get it in the first place. I went 
because I was told to go get a tall ladder. And was it you or was it you or was it Mike? It could have been me, Mike. but for sake of the story, don't involve I me. I think it was Mike. <laughs> so we sit here and we're, we go to grab the normal ladder we always grab. And it's sitting there and it's this aluminum, really big ladder that's very heavy. And then there's a wooden one that's just a little bit shorter than it sitting next to it. And we're thinking to ourselves, I'm like, well, they probably don't want this old, like the old wooden one probably is, it won't be needed to be used in case they somehow need this one. And it's going to be lighter. So I'm like, well, it seems like we should take the less nice one. So we take the less nice one, put it in the back of a truck and we bring it over to the shop. Ken immediately walks outside. He's like, Why'd you grab that ladder? I'm like, I don't know. It's just that I told me to grab a ladder. He's like, that's my great grandpa's ladder or your great, great grandpa's. And don't I'm like, oh shit. It. He goes, don't break that ladder. I'm like, oh, we'll just bring it back right now. Let's just go and bring it back right now. We'll swap it out. And he goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, 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 son, it was like, don't bring it back, but that's the wrong ladder. And I was like, what do you want me to do? He's like, it's fine. Just use it. Just don't break it. Yeah. That was the thing. Was don't like, break it. And I am like, okay. So we bring it out to the field. I don't know why anyone would break this ladder to begin with. And I tell everyone, I say, no one break this ladder. I don't tell them the whole story. I just figured, you know, I'm not filming. I'm not doing anything. I say, nobody break this ladder. Don't break it. We're under strict instructions. Do not break this ladder. Okay. You know, day moves on. Ben ends up in the excavator. When he said that, I was not there. <laughs> Unfortunately, the excavator operator did not hear the story about to not break the ladder. So Ken's saying, I told you to not break this ladder. Never told me. Well, wait, the ladder so, has so, broken. So hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold the on. I'm just clearing yet. my name before it gets <laughs> before dragged it gets through the mud. I, I think I, just, I did I'm, tell I'm just you. Clearing, no, you never camera, told me. You but never I think told you me. thought I was joking. I said, don't break the ladder. And I think you might have not realized the seriousness, seriousness at hand. Well, as you're laughing. So I, oh, I, I thought you knew because you were inching towards it with the All right, thing. all right. Carry it. Just I go, ca- keep on the with the story. So, so keep I on threw with the story. a fit about this. No, just hold on. In, well, in anyways, the field. hold on. We got to well, keep going well, to this. We'll keep the progression so now, of the story. Now, Ben is, is in, the, in the excavator and he's inching close and he's like measuring the distance that it can swing. And as long as he doesn't touch one of the one of the you know buttons that either pushes it out further or adjusts the bucket, it's not going to hit it. And he's got it within like a foot of this ladder, and he's spinning around full speed, and it's missing the ladder by a foot. And I'm like, I think everyone's sitting here watching, and we're like, he's just messing with Ken, trying to get a reaction out of him. It's so funny. And like everyone was just silent. I just like trusted him to do it. I just kind of was like, he seems to know what he's doing. He hopped in here and just like has so much confidence in his operating ability. So like, who am I? I've never driven an excavator. I thought you were just trying to take him off, and like he wasn't. He wasn't getting mad and giving you the response that you wanted to like stop. So then Ben like stopped. No, no, no. I didn't know it was Ken's ladder, so I wasn't trying to get any reaction out oh. of him. Well, basically, I was no just reaction. I was literally just doing it. Okay. I was just doing it without a care because you thought it was an old shitty ladder. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was just an old shitty ladder. I didn't know where it came from, but. I was just up there just swinging around an excavator. Yeah. And, and then I, he stopped. And to be fair, it was in the middle of a construction zone. Like it was in the middle of, <laughs> of Rich going with a bulldozer in between a bulldozer and the excavator and the skid steer. Like it was in the middle of the track being built. So I was like, it's like a hundred year old. ladder. Clearly this ladder does. This ladder was a hundred years old. He used to paint houses with it. All right. Okay. So, so then there's like the little thing that comes out at the top of the, the ladder for the like paint a paint train. bucket, paint bucket or a paint tray, whatever you want to call it, to sit there. And that's hanging out. And now Ben has, like, the the bucket, and it's, like, he's, like, operating it, like, flipping it up and down. Inching like closer, inching, closer like, to within the Within inches of it. And he's, like, going past it, past it. It's just, like, going, like, and he's just kind of teasing everyone. And we're all and watching. And we're all just, like, in silence. Just <laughs> well, I call Ryan just, just I, I mean, staring in disbelief. I just... <laughs> Well, we were under such like, I thought everyone knew like, you know, like I didn't think 
I needed to tell you, don't break Ken's hundred-year-old family heirloom ladder. Right. Which also, it's very odd to have a ladder as a family. <laughs> okay. like it's if, just like if I would have known your your parents have old shit. You just no, know I don't fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. It's never good to break the family stuff, even if the ladder, even if Bob had literally taken that ladder and thrown it away the very next day. It's Bob's job to break the ladder, I, not ours. I agree. I agree. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Well, that's why no one said anything because we're like, <laughs> well, right, surely he's not, he's not gonna hit the ladder. But I was like, <laughs> man, he is getting so close. He is God. really good at operating this thing, and he has a lot of faith in it. Next thing I know, smack <laughs> <laughs> fucking smacks the ladder, crushes the paint tray, wood goes flying, and and then Ken says, Ben, <laughs> grab my ladder. And then I'm like, all I'm, us, all I thought like, this. Holy dude, fuck. it wasn't even funny. I was just like, Jesus, Jesus dude. Christ. Dude, I, as soon as Too Ken far. goes, that's my grandpa, that's my 100 year old ladder, I go, real funny. Real funny. <laughs> he thought he was Real him. funny. I thought Ken was trolling me, and then I thought you guys were behind it because then you, Ryan is, Ryan storms off, and CJ CJ's standing there with the camera like down low, which the only time a camera's down low is when you're trying to hide it because it's so uncomfortable to hold it up. <laughs> I couldn't believe what so I was you, watching. So he's just like holding it real low, and I'm looking at CJ, just hoping that he's gonna go. Dude, it's a joke. I told him I was like, dude, it's and not CJ a joke. just shaking his head, and I'm like, please tell me this is a joke. <laughs> and Ken was oh, mad, uh, rightfully understandably, so. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. And Ken Storm gets in his Bronco and he rips <laughs> off at like 50 through like fastest the I've ever seen. Fastest that I've ever go. seen that Bronco go to. And I'm He's like in a quarter mile time out there. And it's just silent. <laughs> it's just it's just me, CJ, and Evan. And I think Mike might have been there. And I'm like, please tell me you guys are fucking with me. <laughs> I'm like, please, somebody tell me this is a joke on me. And then Ryan comes back. You just have no fucking boundaries, do you? And I'm like, all right, this isn't a joke, just, is yeah. it? I'm no. like, this is real. I fucked up. So anyway, I was watching Facebook because uh, I do that sometimes. <laughs> hey, hey, I, also, I, saw- I want this to be clear. I just broke the paint bucket holder, like the wood on the paint bucket holder. The rest of the ladder is good. His grandpa painted the Empire State Building, the, the mast on the top of it, and never broke the paint. I know. It was all the way down for you to come around with an excavator. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So anyway, I was watching Facebook, as I do sometimes, and I saw this video uh, that's about to play, and I thought about just sending in our group chat and going, at Ben could never do this. But then I thought it'd be funnier to talk about it on the podcast. So roll roll 15 seconds of the clip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the brims are too big. This guy's cheating. I think my friend Ben could do this with factory hats. <laughs> you want me to test on me? Holy shit. I just love it. This is just some really odd Chinese game show Guinness Dude. World Records thing. Like, fastest hats removed... Ah, this is dumb. These, I could these find poor out. women are scared. Drunken dude. laborers they're, that could do this. Yeah. A beer in that is true. Their Operators, it's like an extension of their body. But this this also just shows, like, I swear to God, Chinese game shows <laughs> are so dangerous. So dangerous. Do you guys remember the show that used to be on Spike? Where they it wasn't even in English. They're like, yes. Most extreme elimination challenge. People just getting wrecked. And it's all Japanese. And they'll just get fucked up and then they go ah. <laughs> and like, no. oh like, my god that show and i would watch it, and just think it was, my I, I would watch it too 
They Spike TV, what happened to them? Uh, and it's funny because the announcer goes, right, you are, Ken, in that. I've been waiting yeah. for a meme to use that. Kenny in. Blankenship. Yeah, Kenny Blankenship. That's right. Oh, that's amazing. The fastest time to remove six caps using an excavator is 21 seconds. We got six guys. Let's do seven. You think and I we'll have Ben operate it? Dude, <laughs> Uncle Rich, I think he could blow the doors off this record. Probably. Man, that's funny, though, Ryan. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that story up. <laughs> Just yeah. dig it up from the archives. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for it, that. buried a beef. There was so much weight to it. We couldn't even put in the video. It was just so bad. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. It was so stressful when it happened because usually when bad things happen, my go-to reaction is to laugh. It's not a good reaction. It might not be the best emotion to show, but it happens every time, and it was so hard. Ken's, like, peeling out in the Bronco. <laughs> Ben's, I don't know, everyone's fired up and I'm just giggling. <laughs> I feel so terrible. Where is where is Mike? He bailed, dude. Mike, Mike's so on the leash now. He quit having fun with us and he also quit working with us. Yeah. It's like a 50-50 shot if Mike's even going to show up anymore. Because he's either sleeping in or he left. Where, where's Mike? Mike? My co-host over here. We had to bring in Evan. Thankfully, Evan's He's doing here. great. Evan's doing great. On the Modellos. I feel like keep Mike, these beers coming for him. Mike off the leash in Canada is going to be unhinged. Like, he's going to snap back to somewhere even worse than he was before. You think so? God, we could totally just ruin Mike's entire day when he listens to this podcast and tell the full detailed story unabridged without him here to interrupt us about that time when he hugged that one guy that was on, like, PP, PCP in the bar. I think we should. I think we've talked about that. I think we have, too. Yeah, we, you we showed in the video, too. Yeah. They like hug each other and they like grab each other's shoulders, shoulders and it looks like right. they're gonna kiss. Yeah. And then J- Jake's dick came out. Ev, I hate to go this direction. Oh no! Just kidding. <laughs> I hate to go this direction with the podcast, uh, which it seems like they normally do. But uh, uh, the other day, I heard the beginning of a story of you getting your nuts cut open. <laughs> what? Yeah, that happened. And 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 I said, "Tell me no more. Tell me no more. I gotta wait till I hear from Evan on the podcast." So I've been waiting for this moment. What's the story? Yeah. Okay, so funny enough, actually, I swear, this is where the pods always go. I was in sixth grade when that happened. That was a hell of a year. A tough year. I oh. went deaf and blew my nuts apart. Jeez. Oh shit. Okay. Yes. Um. So <laughs> when we were kids, <laughs> we were uh. We had a bike jump. We were jumping off of like a flatbed skid steer trailer over a little creek. So it was maybe two or three feet tall. And we were just jumping out five feet to get over this creek. It was kind of muddy where we were landing. And uh, my buddy had my bike. So I was just going to run and jump with my feet over the creek up onto the trailer rather than off the trailer over the creek. So I just came running in full bore and jumped. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to make it, so I thought if I got one foot up on the trailer, I could pull myself up, and that foot that got on the trailer was just covered in mud, and it just slid. <gasps> so I basically, yeah, just ran at a full sprint and just jumped, did the splits, <laughs> in the edge, like a 90-degree steel edge angle. You know, like the, the thin metal on the back of a flatbed trailer? Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, 90-degree <laughs> angle. It's like the edge of this table. Okay. Um. <laughs> So I so right away when it happened, I I got just like a normal nut shot where you like kind of get an upset yeah, yeah, stomach, you kind of get a hot really? flash, whatever. And I just thought maybe I was okay, like walk it off or whatever. And uh, my upset stomach wasn't going away after a few minutes, so I'm like, wow, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. I I might need to take a poop. Maybe that'll make my stomach feel better. But at even the, at six years old, this dude. No, sixth grade. So I was like thirteen. Okay. 12 or however old you are then so i and then you know but evaluate myself mainly i just was gonna go do it in private and go get in the bathroom and <laughs> a relevant part of the story by walking in the bathroom and the toilet just happens to be flooded to the ground <laughs> and it's like not what i need but it's, it's just that, that doesn't matter did go, you did she you was in there an hour before the <laughs> no that was somebody else it wasn't me <laughs> Okay. Go in there. Toilet's already blown Shit, out. I Whatever. knew they should come back to bite me in the ass. 
<laughs> so just try to ignore that. Start as soon as I start to pull my pants down or my underwear down, I notice there is blood. There's a massive there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of blood. <laughs> Sorry. You know? So I'm like, oh my God. And like <laughs> fuck. This is what I'm talking about. British Columbia. <laughs> All right, okay. Dude. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. So I know there's blood everywhere. So like basically just kind of grab my sack and start like starting to look down and there's like a little scratch or a scuff on top, a little blood. A scuff? Yeah, it was just like a little abrasion. I, I don't really know what it was from, but I'm like, oh this this <laughs> is trailer. this is manageable. Right. All right. Okay. And then, I hate to I hate to cut you off. Yeah. But uh, it's just getting a little too detailed, knowing that you're like 16 or 13 years old. For the for the sake of the story, Evan is now 18 years old. Oh yeah, yeah. I was 20. All right. Carry on. Anyway, so but either way, I I thought I found where the blood was coming from. Pretty real quick. No big deal. Actually, like was just gonna rock with it, and then some just didn't feel right, and I just like stuck my hand down further, and I just felt like an open wound, which turned out to be like six stitches, I believe. Mm. But yeah. And then I checked again, found out that it was bad. Had to like go tell my parents. So we're at kind of like a barbecue with a bunch of family friends and stuff. And I like pulled my dad aside. I was like, Hey, look at this. I think it's bad. She's just like, Oh my God, get your mother. You're going to the hospital. <laughs> dad, I blew my balls out, <laughs> but I think they're fine. I think everything works like they're, they're supposed to now. <laughs> Dude, the, honestly, almost the most pain, though, was I waited too long to get the stitches out. So there was a couple that were kind of grown in. And I Ugh. could just, <laughs> the doctor with the tweezers, he's pulling on that stitch. <laughs> it's just stretching. You got your legs open. <laughs> Before it finally, like, snaps out. Like, it's just. <laughs> oh, because the sack yeah, was just, just going. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like if you were just plucking a pube out, but then it's like ultra it's just attached. Just stretched from here to here. But it's just tried zip to get tie. It, it fucking way out. Oh. So, so this might be too graphic. I don't know. But uh, was like the slice bad enough where like a nut could have just fallen out? Nah, uh, see, and that's what's weird. I think there might be like layers. Layer layers okay. of stuff. So there and honestly, I think it might have been a, a tear. Oh, like one ball went both ways. Oh, potentially. I don't know. I don't honestly know. Cause I mean, could you get truly cut? It's not that sharp of an edge. It's yeah, like you through my jeans and all my clothes. I kind of think it was a tear. Yeah. But that doesn't tough. make it sound any less painful, to be honest. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine if Ken would have suffered that trauma. <laughs> Dude, he's got doctor, a big we've never target. seen this type of blood loss. I mean, it's a <laughs> he's way more probable for a nut shot. He's a at way or higher risk. Can it be a good boxer? Because they hit him anywhere <laughs> they, below, like below the waist. Yeah, that's why they always hike their waistbands up over their belly buttons, right? So you can't I don't punch know. I them think below that's the just waist. To cover maybe if they're not in shape. I don't know. Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury now, I guess. No, I don't think he is. Oh, they backed out again? Uh, again? Okay, I'm pretty I'm sure he backed say, out again. Holy shit, that guy needs to just not ever even talk to about it again. Yeah, I'm, Tommy I'm, does. I'm pretty sure. Maybe Kevin's double no check on that, but way. no, I'm pretty sure he backed out again. No, he's going. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it. Tommy Fury refuses to attend face-off? Wow. Maybe this is a dumb question, oh, but maybe, who's maybe uh, Tommy it, Fury? Is on. Professional fighter? Boxer, so Tyson Fury UFC? is like the heavyweight champion of the world, one of the greatest heavyweights to fight. Boxing? Box, yes. Boxing. And his younger brother is Tommy Fury, who is kind of like this Instagram model. He was on like a love show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he supposedly is a professional boxer, but it's tough because... A lot of like, like he's kind of in the stage where he he hasn't really fought anyone significant. So he has it's to like, prove himself. He's still. like he's like undefeated, but he's he just fought a bunch of. But Tommy and Jake have been supposed to fight. What like three times? This is the third time they've been supposed yeah. to fight. But he keeps backing out. They call him Tommy Fumbles. Ken, just <laughs> Tommy Fumbles, just because he just, fumbles the bag. Just look up is. Jake Paul. Oh, it says canceled. canceled. No fucking shit. No, no, I think that was the last one. 
That was just saying the press conference in Saudi Arabia. No, 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 Arabia. no, look. No, up top. Yeah, on, yeah. On the yeah, about, like, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury Build is the truth. Is an upcoming I feel like Jake Paul would be posting all The boat is scheduled to take place 26th of February in Saudi Arabia. Date canceled. Damn, no one even knows if it's happening. We don't even know. I hope it is because I'd love to see that. I like watching Jake Paul fight. Oh, yeah, it is not. And the Google notice is a mistake. I've moved out of my house. I'm living in a little apartment. I've gone back to the dog mindset. I thought Tommy canceled because, like, his girlfriend is pregnant and she was supposed to have a baby, well, like, any day. Well, Ben, I'm looking at Tommy Fury's profile and why the frick is Greta liking all his pictures? Shut up. <laughs> Dead ass, dude. What? Why is Greta like this picture? That's a good question. What do we got going on over here? I'm a Tommy Fury fan. She's like two now. What? Man. Would you fight him? Uh, I might have to. He might. He might. He might fumble, fumble bag it. There. Well, I don't nope. know how much of a bag there be, but he might. <laughs> might back out. He might just do it for sport. You guys on that scrap one. in the Roadhouse parking lot. <laughs> Biggest pay per view event of the 2023 <laughs> of the Cormorant Times. Holy shit! It's advertised in the paper and shit. We have it in uh, over at Cormorant Square, just like uh, the the wrestling, <laughs> the <laughs> fake wrestling. wrestling. Would you, Would you guys hop in the ring to uh, box? Yeah, no. It probably wouldn't be a good idea for you, but would you have? <laughs> yeah, it's all fun and games though until you get punched right square in the nose. Yeah, everyone's got a plan. <laughs> until, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Dude, I can get hit in the side of the head, all over the place. It's fine. You get bopped square in the nose and it sucks. Your eyes start watering. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I don't want to do I'm this anymore. Coming. You're like a shark. If it was like yeah. a very significant amount of money, I feel like you'd have to. Though. You oh. know, like even I would have to. I'd I don't know what that number would be, a, but for a bag, I would. Well, yeah, obviously, it's like you gotta. Why wouldn't you? You have to. Might try to fight. Depends how how hard they can hit. You know. Uh, did you guys see in the paper? Someone must have listened to only just a fraction of this podcast and heard the story of talking of us talking about buying tools and more mm. but they didn't Which even is like a local. Sorry, yeah, tools warehouse. and more is a large warehouse in a town over that's no, been. Wait. Changed hands a million times, but they didn't even listen far enough to, for us to say, no, we'd never buy that place. And it was in the paper. It said, see boys to buy tools and more. We were like a headline front page news. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. And, <laughs> and I was not going to turn down that rumor because I thought it was funny. really funny. We should start more rumors. Start What's more another rumors. good one we can start up? We are going Running to it. open. What's just something really open a bar. <laughs> it's always about drinking with you, Ken, isn't it? It's always about drinking. Ken, there's no way that people would believe that. We're going to open a horse breeding center. Mm. Uh, Evan is a st Evan. Actually, a lot of people don't know this. He's a studied uh, equestrian. <laughs> I thought you were going a different direction. With that. I thought you were going a different direction. So did everyone listening. You sick fucks. <laughs> Well, you didn't let me finish. No, just kidding. <laughs> Evan's actually an equine expert, and uh, we're opening up a horse stable. We're, we're going to breed championship racehorses. I am the size of a proper lawn jockey. I could ride those horses around the track. I guarantee I you could. I Can we get into horse racing? going somewhere else, too. Let's do this. I guarantee you Evan could. I'll drop off 50 pounds. I'm a perfect horse I jockey. I guarantee you, you Evan could. He, Can we do this? He'd be able to hang on Have just Have you ridden a horse? Fuck no. Really? Well, you've never ridden well, a horse? We should Why strap. would I ride a horse? Uh, that's a great unless, unless I got to actually race around the oval, what do you normally get to do? You'd probably go ride around a pasture. You think he's going place. trail riding? No, he's yeah. going racing when it I'll comes go to racing. horses. <laughs> do you uh, think we, is that like a thing that you could do for sport? Like ride set horses? <laughs> well, I think you have to buy yeah. a horse and a barn and a farm. And we need to get Evan on a really fast horse, and then like I don't know what the uh, what pretty the, dangerous. Dude, well, yeah, Evan, Evan's good at holding on. It is, dude. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Here's a Palmer. If you oh, get yeah. trampled by one of those, they also run hella fast. Ain't faster than any 450. That's for sure. I know, but but I mean, like Still. the horse is like you get really fucked. It up. It would be pretty funny though. Send Evan off like a bad uh, cowboy in the West. You tie him up on the horse and you smack the horse's butt and send him off into the sunset. Oh my god! Wait until you slap the horse. How in the do butt they do it kicks that? You. So they would tie him up on the horse and then just slap its ass and let it run off. How do the they sunset. keep him on it? They just tie him. I think they put it maybe on like a wild mustang or I think, something. I think I think you're like hog tied to the horse. So I don't think you off. want to be there, do you? 
As in, like, like, how do you get the horse back, or what's your yeah. question? Well, I'm wondering how they tie them to the horse. I think you lose. I think you lose the horse. You maybe well, send no, him out honestly, on his own horse. I, I understand. Oh, yeah. I is understand. this a punishment? Are you sending yes. him out as a punishment? Right? Yeah, it's like you get you get sent no, out I, of town, I, and they. I'm wondering how they strap you to the horse because it's pretty hard to, to hang like on. Can you hang on when you're willingly trying to. They tie you to a horse. They probably I'm used sure to do they, that back in the day, dude. I'm back sure when Richard ran this town, dude. <laughs> they do like the freaking horse tie where they tie your arms and your legs and and lynch you. Yeah, there were so few people here. They only had four horses. So they did it to one guy, and then Jesus. they were like, oh, we're out of horses. I can't afford to do that to everyone. Yeah, maybe it's just my lack of ability to properly ride a horse, but I hate I hate horse. Like They're scary. Riding horses because I don't trust them, and I definitely don't trust myself You're to know really what to too. do in a case of, like, a horse going rogue. Like, mm. I would be like, Good. yeah, you're I'm on just that along bitch, for the yeah. ride. I'm along for the ride. This maybe this horse is just like a little rebel piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, they'll do that. And maybe the yeah. horse thought the same about you. Maybe it's that. nice <laughs> that's the thing is maybe he did. And now I'm, like, I'm riding this massive horse that does not care how many and how many times I kick it side or whatever the hell you do. I think do. both I those things make the horse go faster. That's the problem. You're supposed to pull that's up and say, whoa, whoa. But, but yeah, no, that's a, that why I said it is sketchy in its own way because you could have a fast-ass horse and they don't want to listen and you're along for the ride unless you want to bail. And it's like bailing off that horse at it's so different than hour. like the three wheeler and half the other stuff I ride. I I'm know, just but along for the ride. That's true. Hold that's on. true. Yeah, but you're I'm not saying you should somewhat in control. I guess. Am I though? <laughs> well, we did that. I've we've done horse riding, but is I, I thought it was fun. Wasn't Ro- really my rodeo thing, round two. Ride Ryan's some bulls. done some the bull riding. The bull was scary, dude. Ryan, I, I still can't believe you rode a bull, bro. That was wild. I'm very glad I got that out of the way. It's a badass thing to do. Debatably one of the most badass things you can do. It's just really Next a to like UFC fight, box, ride a bull. I'd say they're all up there. If you ride a PBR bull, perhaps blue ribbon. That's fucking crazy. It no, is a like bummer it. too because some people are like, well, let me see your run. I, oh, yeah, I ride on weekends and sometimes. And I'm like, I it, it fell over instantly. Yeah, but was, you wrote it down to the ground, bro. Yeah, Ryan, you wrote down. it down that, to the ground. He shoved its face in the dirt and everything. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, that was wild, bro. I was, like, I was, I was so anxious, like for you. Yeah, it was awful. We showed up there, and then it was like it's kind of one of those things you don't want to get iced. Like when you're about to hit a big jump or something like that, you're like, I don't want to get here, do it, leave, or not leave, but be done with the yeah. thing you're nervous about. And we stood around for like three hours. And then the guy before me, the first, or the last person to go before me who like does it for fun and sport goes and held on a little too long and then went from the back of the bull to the head and then like knocked himself out, broke his collarbone, all that guy like really messed up. And then everybody came on and was like, listen, you don't have to do this. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. You're I trying to hype yourself up to do it, and they're like, "Man, you really don't." He's like, like, "You really shouldn't do this." Oh well, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I, I I don't fully understand the the mentality of the guys that go out and just do it for fun on the weekends. That I mean, Some talk about a just, hell of an adrenaline rush, but dude, I grew think up those, that way though. Those dudes clearly are just they're just built different i think it's confidence in yourself that you're not gonna get hurt that you and this animal can duel it out and you're like the way that i come off is gonna be okay like dude our buddy blaine rides bucking horses which are arguably even more nasty honestly and he's just like yeah no it's between you and the animal you know yeah i guess you spend enough time like on the seat perfecting your craft you're probably a little bit more confident going into it but just as like a first timer, especially watching it, dude, is so gnarly. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, you got to go and watch you uh, bull riding at least once, and you'll have a whole new respect for it because it's cool. As soon as you get, <clears throat> as soon as you see how big they are, you're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't a joke. And like you said, I couldn't imagine riding like a real competition bull. Yeah. Like they basically just like grab some bull out of the field, and that's the one that I rode. It's tiny compared to those beasts. All right. Um. So so, what time do you guys leave for British Columbia? Like fly out at nine tomorrow morning, nine a.m. Do we have to get to the airport Is early? Is Kenjamin bringing you? I can either bring you or you can leave a truck there. It doesn't matter. I do need a pickup here this week. What? Or, pick yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, what's we can up? Take mine. 
What? No, I just one. Oh. Mm. Right, so what are you planning? You guys <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your guys' Now my plan? guard's up. You're going to be there for six days. Probably snowmobile. Six days of snowmobile. I don't know. Well, we, it is a bummer. We lose two days of travel, travel basically. So We're going to Revelstoke, British Columbia, which we went to, uh, what was it already, like four years ago? Yeah, 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah four years ago. Yeah, it's going to be a really good time. I'm excited to go, too. I wish I wish the rest of the boys could have came. You were trying to come, but your passport didn't come. Yeah, I, I want to come so bad just because it just would have been fun. It sounds like a pretty good time. You guys are talking up the bars and all that. It is. The snowmobiling in, in Revelstoke is, like, the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And What makes it better? Um, Really good snow. Really good terrain, and you're not that high. You're riding at like 3,000, 4,000 feet, and usually you're riding at like 10,000 feet. So, like, you can actually breathe. You can actually, like, breathe. This is the best (laughs) news I've had. Ev, you're going to have to tone back on the vape, man, for at least the next, let your lungs breathe a little bit. I'm going to be good here. When we were in Idaho, I thought I was going to die. You considered quitting there? Quitting my life, not the vape. (laughs) (laughs) Going down with it. Maybe so, that. Uh, so just the snowmobiling's better, huh? Yeah, and then like when you get up on the top of the mountain, you look around and there's just like massive mountains everywhere. And usually when you're out west, like you get to the top of the mountain and like you're kind of up top, and then you're kind of looking down on everything else out there. It's just like huge country everywhere. Yeah, and it's just like a whole new world. You guys gonna link up with Brad Turcott? I think so. Yeah, I think we're going to meet Brett up there and hopefully a couple other guys that are kind of local to the area and are just like ridiculously gnarly. That'd be sweet. We got to get Brett to do a backflip. That would be so sick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that consists of if if it's like snow conditions or we just have to take the time to like build a booter. Probably a big Mm -hmm. one. That'd be so sick to see a dude huck a backcountry backflip. That'd be badass. Mm Mm-hmm. Canon, I mean, we we're lucky enough we get to fly up there. We still have to drive like six hours. Ken, you got us first class, right? First class was not available. Back of the plane, if it was, he wouldn't have put us. Just he definitely wouldn't put me. He would have looked toilet. at the budget. Yeah, he's still he's still thinking about that. Even in, uh, even in economy class, class, your tickets were your tickets were still twelve hundred dollars a piece. Really? Jesus Christ! Maybe we should have sent Evan up in the truck. Cripes. Evan's like, fuck no, <laughs> dude. Doing a 24-hour drive alone. I'm going to need Slim. I'm going to need Slim for this one. (laughs) If we leave right now, we can probably pick them up at Calgary tomorrow. Some of these Canadian roads being so shitty, too. They are shitty. I I don't know what they do up there. If it's like uh, the queen spends all the money back home in Europe or something like that. But the roads are fucked. I don't even know how you guys drive up there. It's not a priority, probably. I think... Yeah, the queen owns everything, dude. I think there's a prime minister. Mm-hmm. Hold up now. Because the queen is dead, too. It's Justin just Trudeau. FYI. Well, yeah. there's another one that came back, right? The king. Oh, now it's a king? Is, is so, he the can- prime minister or the king? Wait, no, no. wait they the own Canada, though? No, I don't, I don't I know. I thought Canada was independent. No, that was the thing. We went through the whole war. To you know, no taxation without representation. Sure that's King, I thought, don't do shit I thought Canada was we sound French. So dumb, being that we are only, we're. I mean, we are on the northern half of the United. States. I mean, most a northern. Couple hours away we're a couple Canada. hours away from Canada. Yeah, we're we not Canadian. The prime minister. Two hours from. I know that they have a prime president. minister. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. That's, yeah, exactly. That's basically that's their minister. president. That's their but, president. Yeah. Yeah. He makes all the decisions. So yeah, but hold up. What you are you saying that England? Owns Canada? Uh, I'm not really sure. But, <laughs> what are you saying but, here? But I, I do know when Ken and I booked the tickets, there was some weird thing that Evan wasn't able to get in or something. There was something back with his ID, so he was uh. going to have to finger blast the queen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but now that she died, oh, is he going to have to jerk, jerk off the king? <laughs> Probably. No, it'd be the, the prince, wouldn't it? Oh No, no, it's the king now. Oh, how old is he? Uh, he, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> He'll do it. How old? He'll do it. The king is. 74. 74? Charles? Yeah, you're always into some older ones. That's pretty crazy thought. Like, you, you don't even really have to be, you don't have to earn it over there. You can just be born into mm-hmm. it, be a total idiot. And you're like, eh, it doesn't matter. It is matter. pretty messed up. It is pretty fucked. I wouldn't really like that. Up. I'm glad we live where we do, honestly. Where yeah, at least too. it's like, you know. A democracy and you have a chance or a choice 
or the illusion of it. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna, yeah. do we though? I know. Yeah, can but look still, up somewhat of it. Yeah, king and queen seems so like medieval, archaic. Like mm-hmm. it's just so old. Like well, the fact that anyone still runs that in whatever country you're in, especially one that's like pretty developed. I mean, extremely developed. But also, I'm probably wrong. So don't crucify me because I said that. <laughs> the two percent of Europe listeners are like, "What the fuck." I don't know. That was they might not be a European. Oh, no, I wasn't trying to. Oh, then what was that? I don't know. <laughs> Skin late, Ev. You know, guys, it's been fun. And it's been real. I hope you get back in from Canada so we can run another one of these. Yeah, maybe we should wait. We'll wait to drop this one until after we get back from Canada so we don't get stranded up there. Like they don't let us back into the United States? They might look you up and down. I, I mean, if I was a guy that was making a decision, I wouldn't. I suppose they'd probably want you out of your con- their country. They'll probably push you back in no, it's hard <laughs> I it's well actually Do you remember last yeah, time? Yeah, last actually, time we, we got into Canada or trying to get into Canada, it was kind of a process. It's well, because I think I know why. It's because I was driving and then Jake kept doing all the talking from the back. And I think they thought there was something really weird going on. And then they pulled us aside and we had to explain this whole reason why we we're going up there. And it's like kind of a gray area, being that we're filming, so we're like there for business, yeah, but they we're don't not. Like that. They don't like that. They yeah. want you to pay the taxes on it. And I'm like, no, we're just going for fun. And they're like, they checked all of our luggage, all the stuff, it was really weird. Like we were drug smugglers or human mm. traffickers. Ev, you better be careful. Don't uh, have your vape stash. They don't let they don't allow vapes in Canada. You know that, right? Yeah. You're gonna have to start smoking cigarettes like a man. Oh no. For this trip. That, no. They but pull, Ken didn't go. They pull us aside. He's got a passport. He said, fuck that. They pull us aside and they're like, Oh, these stupid Americans, they must not have heard about the future. <laughs> Robots are coming. There will be no robots coming anywhere. (laughs) Let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for watching, viewing. And what else? What what else do people do? I don't know. Fuck me, dude. See you guys next time. (laughs) I'm tired. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.